Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Flying V Anaheim Ducks podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, Southern California's number one podcast network, the only place for the show for every team in Southern California and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Yep. So we are here for episode 9. Quickly going to go over uh, the game against Winnipeg and Vancouver. We're going to talk about Josh Mahura's strong game. We're going to go over the uh, interesting game against Vancouver that was pretty one-sided in Vancouver's favor, but the Ducks pulled it out. Anaheim breaks their, I believe they was it, they broke their three-game losing streak against Winnipeg. Strong game for Josh Mahura. He comes up after injuries to uh, Manson and Lindholm. So uh, the Ducks have a kind of a thinned-out defensive core, but Mahura, Mahura performs well. Uh, what was your impressions on, on him, first of all? How, how did he look? Yeah, I think I, um, I guess as we were watching him kind of in preseason and the, you kind of saw the landscape unfolding, and yeah, I think he was in there, um, kind of a, a bubble with some of the other, um, like maybe the five, six um, guys. And I, I think he was right there at camp. I mean, he looked good, had a, had a good solid camp. It didn't happen for him. And uh, I've been there uh, personally from experience, so I, I know that. I mean, he it's a situation where you're training uh, all summer. You're kind of eat, sleep drink, whatever, uh, doing everything with that, that one goal in mind of cracking the lineup out of camp. And uh, I'm sure that was after getting a taste last year with the, the big club. That was all that was on his mind for the entire summer. And to have, to have uh, you know, camp go the way it did, I, I thought he had a good camp, but it just, things don't work out sometimes. Uh, and the timing isn't always where you want it to be, but uh, good on him for, um, making the most of his opportunity when he got back in the lineup. And uh, I sure, I'm sure that had to feel good to notch three assists in three minutes or something like that's uh, pretty unheard of. And uh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of talented uh, young players in the league that uh, points are definitely not easy to come by. So to, to get a few bunch together like that uh, was, was awesome to see for him. Um, clearly has some, some good offensive instincts. You look at his numbers. Uh, coming up through junior, um, basically point of game player uh, his last couple of years for the most part. Um, and yeah, so, so the offensive there probably, um, like all young defensemen, has to learn the, the finer points of the rest of the game when you have that skill level and the uh, just the composure he has with the puck. I mean, they, they had him out there on the power play and he looked very comfortable kind of at the top of the top of the power play, kind of working things around. And um, and yeah, obviously the, the three assists, if we can kind of go through those. Um, yeah, just kind of dedicate a few minutes to Mr. Mahura here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's a cool story. And uh, I like that we're starting with it. Um, so the first goal, he gets the puck at the point. Uh, nice kind of heads up dish. That's what I like about him. Yeah, whenever he gets the puck, it's a sign of a good player. The head's always up. Uh, nice dish, just a simple play, kind of down to the, the half wall. But then I love that he just kind of jumps through, uh, just to kind of gets his feet moving. And just you don't always see defensemen do that. Um, not everyone kind of has the sense of when, when that's a 
the right timing. Um, but yeah, he made a great play to jump through, create some space. And then the nice feed, uh, was it Silverberg to Henrique? Maybe? Yeah. And the, the tip from the high slot. Nice play, but uh, yeah, just a subtle, subtle little move by him just to get the feet moving. Three or four strides open up that couple feet uh, passing window for Silverberg to thread that through. Yeah, so I nice think, play there. well, just a quick thing to add in that one is the, I think something sometimes people don't notice is, is like move off the puck. You mentioned that those three or four strides he took, that like, it can be, I think, very disorienting for a defense covering the zone when all of a sudden you have that uh, offensive defenseman just just changing his position a little bit. And like you said, uh, opened up some space for the for the pass to go through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think because not, not every defenseman is going to, going to kind of have that initiative to jump in there and um, you know nine times out of ten nothing's going to become of it but but every once in a while it'll it'll create something and it did on that play too and I know you mentioned you had in the notes uh, the the second uh, his second assist was a nice play you want to talk about that yeah yeah just uh, looked like he I think he blocked a shot or picked up a rebound and, and or gloved it down and then just an indir- long indirect pass off the boards to Terry who took it in I think it was off off the boards right kind of like a, a bank shot almost or was it straight at him uh, yeah that was straight straight yeah. up the gut yeah he yeah. kind of threaded it through right through the neutral zone a nice pass heads up play again yeah and it was good I mean Terry staying on sides at first look I thought Terry might have been off sides but he was on side and just a perfectly timed right on the tape pass by Mahura and, and Terry did the rest I think that was the to me that was the most uh, I mean obvious obvious good play that he had of the night um but it just it was a a long just a beautiful pass yeah yeah absolutely i, I think uh yeah I, i'm not sure if he knocked the puck out of the air but yeah the, the puck was coming in kind of bouncing her up in the air and he did, did a nice job to corral it and again head up all the way and just took advantage of uh like you had in the notes a uh horrible line change <laughs> by uh winnipeg just to, to uh, spring Terry and uh, yeah, nice to see him get one uh, and, and uh, get another assist on the uh, winner uh, last night. A uh, uh, really nice pass up to Getzi there, um, but uh, we will get to that in a little bit. Right? Yeah. So that's and then the third assist uh, wasn't as wasn't as. Uh, Kind of direct as the first two, but just kind of a lucky one that you'll get every once in a while as a defenseman when things are going right. So yeah, and that round out a three-point night for Josh Mahara. And I thought it was just kind of a good way to look like it. A re- rewarded for kind of he was had in, inside position on the on the forward that he was covering. He just kind of blocked down a soft shot that ended up deflecting to a teammate, and then resulted in a goal at the end of the play. But I mean, it just shows what happens when you're in the right position and you're doing your job. Sometimes points go your way when you're uh, when you're not necessarily trying to start offense. So yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Great point. Getting reward for doing the, the little things. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, then we have the Getzlav Comtois Richie line, which uh, I think has played pretty well over the last few games. Getzlav and Comtois uh, chemistry, especially. Uh, I really like First of all, I like what that line brings uh, overall. Three big bodies, physical, but Comtois and, and Getzlav especially are, are pretty versatile. Richie is a big guy in front of the net, but you, you kind of can cycle them all there. And, and um, a couple goals from uh, Comtois to Getzlav and vice versa over the past week that I think the, the chemistry is definitely developing between those guys. What do you think? Yeah, I think we saw signs of it in preseason that this is kind of uh, something that could work very nicely, um, and it has definitely. Those three guys have shown some great 
uh, some great chemistry. I think they work well. They, they're they're hard to play against. They're all all three good sized guys. Um, Comtois, uh, I like his physicality too. He's not afraid to to finish checks. So combine that with uh, with Richie, who's no not shy to do that either. And and gets he's a big guy as well. So they're they're hard hard to play against when they get kind of set up down low. And um, yeah, they they've been great. I think uh, really strong strong option. And then we've got uh, Henrique and the Swedes and the, the young kids playing well. And then that fourth line, like I, I think everyone uh, everyone's kind of carrying uh, their weight right now. But to have these guys jump in is just uh, you know going to do nothing but help for sure. Uh, and then moving over to kind of the shots and, and the goalie, uh, Gibson played the, both the games against Winnipeg and Vancouver. I thought that Gibson probably, I, th- I thought he might have sat against Winnipeg after, even though it was, I think, two days in between games. Uh, the last game being against the Golden Knights before Winnipeg was a real, uh, a real kind of <laughs> shelling. And I don't know, I harp on this a lot. Obviously, I'm not an NHL coach or an NHL goalie, nor was I a goalie in my entire life. But I just feel like Gibson's, Gibson faces a lot of shots. I think I would have arrested him when I had a, an opportunity. And uh, But he gets the win. I mean, it's, it wasn't pretty, but the, the, the Ducks got the win against Winnipeg. Um, do you think he's playing too much at this point, or do you think it's it's just the right amount? Or, or Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they... I think the the key the key in all that was just that there was two days rest in between, and they they were coming home from Vegas, so um, they had that time to recover. Uh, I don't think, yeah, you're you're gonna go wrong with with either option. I I could have seen them uh, starting earlier, yeah, especially when uh, have a high shot volume and kind of uh, a lot of work and. In a tough building there in, in Vegas, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a scrambly game against uh, Winnipeg. I was there for that one, and uh, yeah, just a lot of goals, kind of a, a lot of chaos out there, a lot of funny bounces, a lot of kind of back and forth. Um, but I think once the kind of game settled in and and every the dust settled, and it was five four, um, kind of in the third period, then uh, Gibson made some huge saves and finally kind of settled in and made the saves that we've all kind of grown accustomed to. Um, and yeah, they end up getting the win. So uh, I guess you can't... Uh, can't fault them. Can't argue with that. Um, that one, like speaking of scrambly, I love the uh, the Grant goal in that game where it was just kind of a melee and launched the puck at the net from a corner. I think it bounced up and bounced off his ass and in the, in the net. Or it was just, uh, just great. You kind of saw that unfolding live and, and it go in and I'm kind of like is there like you're kind of wondering like it was such a unique scenario like he didn't hit it with his hand he kind of yeah it was either his hip or his ass that he just kind of bunted it in the net but he put it like top corner which is <laughs> uh yeah pretty impressive but a great goal you saw them laughing kind of about it in the scrum after but uh yeah nothing pretty but uh nice to see those guys uh, get rewarded he's been playing great this year and um, Go ahead. After you. Uh, well, uh, final note on that game. It was good to see them get the win after they get back home. After losing three straight, tough game to Vegas. They come out and they, they win uh, a messy game, but uh, they get their offense going. And uh, speaking of uh, scrambly, or I guess you'll say uh, <laughs> Gibson's stolen games, uh, the Vancouver game from last night would definitely fit in that uh, in that mold. They get outshot. 
40 to 29 overall, 19 to 5 in the first period. Uh, I think they give up uh, no power play goals, but they get they, five penalties or six against them and um, surprisingly don't give up any power play goals against that first unit of Pedersen, Besser, Hughes. I think Horvat's out there too. Uh, so, uh, I mean, surprising victory, I would say, considering how the game looked. But And then Getzlaff scores the OT goal. Uh, just kind of a summary of that game, but what were your impressions overall from like, something to take away from the Vancouver game? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, Vancouver's a good team. All of a sudden, the, the kind of rebuild has been uh, accelerated and uh, with the, the young players they've got and how well they're playing. Um, love another young defenseman there, Quinn Hughes. This guy's unbelievable. It's just so fun to watch. Um, such a high skill level. The guy's got 10 points already. It's crazy. Um, so he's uh, insanely talented, um, as are Pedersen Besser. The, the list goes on. Uh, good team all of a sudden, and you saw, uh, saw what they did to L.A. Um, so this was going to be a tall task. Obviously, the first period didn't, didn't go great, um, but to escape out of that, uh, up one, I think, with that nice play by Silverberg, um, and then to to get out of there with the two one win in overtime, I thought they played what played better as the game went on. Third period, and they they started to kind of um, again like settle in, and I don't know if it was a, adjustments or just kind of getting their legs under out of them and uh, the the trends of the game. But I thought they looked better as the game went on. Started to create some some great A chances. Markstrom made some some unbelievable saves as well. But yeah, Gibson's a story there last night, no doubt. Um, and also uh, that OT winner, great pass by Troy Terry, and uh, an even better pickup. I don't think uh, to, for uh, for Getzloff to kind of scoop that with his hand, pivot, go in on a breakaway. Like that's he made it look easy, but that's a very very difficult play to to do that, and maintain your balance and speed, and then kind of have the wherewithal to kind of pull a puck, toe drag back to yourself uh, at full speed, and and kind of. Be able to to pull it back and get it around um, Markstrom, who I I don't know I, I feel like you probably might want that I, back. might want that back <laughs> and just maybe stay in the net, but that's that's so easy to say when things are at full speed. I think he I'm sure he thought he could get there clearly. So do you um, think I mean what do you what do you think he saw looking up like Getzlaff's head maybe being down for a moment trying to pick up that pass with his glove? I mean it's his seems an odd because it really felt like I mean in slow motion that Getzlav had a breakaway from the blue line in yeah and I I when I saw it I thought maybe I because I've full disclosure we had some guests over so I didn't see it I didn't see it live but I rewound it and watched it yeah. and I was like oh no he was actually I mean even at full speed it, it wasn't that much of a bang bang play like I don't know what Markstrom was doing yeah yeah I uh, I mean it's an aggressive play uh for sure and I think he's he maybe saw the puck kind of getting a little bit ahead of gets off and like I mentioned he was kind of had to basically accelerate to full speed to kind of keep the breakaway um but at the same time pulled a little toe drag uh, so I don't know you kind of gamble that uh, that's going to be too hard of a play to kind of catch up to the puck and get it get around you and you thought you could get out there in time but uh, yeah I think when those plays look out you you just you would be like oh look at how aggressive I love to see that from your goalie you're like looking to make a play and all that stuff and then when it doesn't work out it doesn't work out so um, but yeah I think as from the coaching staff, I think those are one of those games where you almost have to, uh, in the next day, in video, uh, kind of 
give it the old yeah we won but uh there's there's probably a lot a lot they want to address after that game a lot they can take away from the video and and build and not uh i'm sure the the, the veteran guys and everything and even the young guys everyone kind of knows to a man that um that's not going to be a recipe for long-term success or it's going to be able to win a lot of those ones when things are like that so i think they're just going to have to uh, tweak a couple things, but always love, uh, always love getting the getting the win, and um, yeah, just a great performance by uh, by Gibson. Again. I think I think most of those guys after last season. Uh, I mean, it, it's probably pretty obvious at any level that you play that if you win a game like that, you're not going to be able to, s- to sustain success with that type of game. But I think it helps that the that the team kind of had a similar streak at the beginning of last season, and then it turned negative so quickly. If, it, if any of the young players needed that lesson reinforced, I'm going to take over for a bit. Kent's got a little bit of thing to, to work on at the coffee shop, but I'll just finish up for you guys. So the end of the Vancouver game, uh, takeaways from that one. I think the fact that the Ducks, once again, were penalized a lot but didn't give up any power play goals was uh, was important especially having watched that game against I was at the Kings Vancouver game uh, a few nights before it was Wednesday night and uh, that first unit power play of Pedersen, Besser, Hughes and Horvat uh, and then I forget who else was on D but they just absolutely dismantled the Kings uh, penalty kill which isn't very good to begin with but they looked very impressive they could score from both sides of the ice they were kind of first they were going after that one-timer type play from the top of the circle and would alternate between Besser and uh, Besser and Hughes no Pedersen and Hughes uh, and then they kind of switched sides and were going more for the backdoor play and, and finally Pedersen just roofed one so I was impressed that the Ducks uh didn't give up any power play goals, especially in a game like that that was one-sided uh, for a lot of the time, except for the second period. Uh, and then just kind of getting off the schneid, stringing together two wins uh, any way possible, uh, especially against a team in the Canucks that, uh, lo and behold, might be a team they're battling with for the final playoff position uh, in the Pacific or, or playoff position period. It was a, it was a good, uh, gritty win. Uh, like Kent said, they probably aren't going to be able to know they aren't going to be able to maintain that type of play and, and have a successful season. But, hey, they, did, they got the job done. And now heading into the next two games, uh, they've got kind of a, 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 as hard as the October schedule was now, they've kind of got some, some winnable games coming up with some rest in between. Uh, tomorrow night, Sunday, they're going to be playing the Blackhawks at Honda Center. And then Tuesday, they play the Minnesota Wild. Two teams that are struggling. Uh, should be winnable games. They hopefully can string four wins in a row together. Uh, and then they've got four days off before they face the Edmonton Oilers and uh, a, a few more tough teams uh, at Edmonton a week from Sunday. And then uh, uh, they finish out that week against the St. Louis Blues. So I think this is a good chance to get momentum going, to get nice long, uh, nice long rest, probably four days in a row, probably the longest rest they've had since since the season started, which is good. Uh, and yeah, the uh, the injuries. It's good to see Lindholm get back. Obviously, Manson's out for uh, five to ten weeks. I believe it is. So their new acquisition, Eric Branson, is going to have to step up. Josh Mahura is going to have to step up. Uh, let's see if they bring ben, Brendan Gooley back from the minors at some point. But uh, this is where they kind of have to dig deep. I think they can do it. They're in a good part of the schedule. That'll do it for Episode 9 of the Flying V Anaheim Ducks podcast. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And at Believe Podcasts on your social media accounts. 
You can always find me on Twitter at Deli Tweets. That's D-E-L-L-I-T-W-E-E-T-S. And you can find Kent on Instagram at Husk under dash Verna. That's H-U-S-K under dash V-E-R-N-A. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.